We were not brought here on slave ships. That's not economically sound. This what do you mean? Sense. Uh, so when Christopher Columbus got here, one of the, well, Christopher Columbus got to the Caribbean, uh, according to a primary source, right. they basically said the first thing he did was take slaves. He didn't bring slaves. He took slaves from the island. He captured people. Welcome to Real Black Consciousness Forum Podcast. This is Big VJ checking in. Today's conversation, we're going to kind of, we're going to jump around a little bit, right? We just want to, um, we're going to do our best to clear up some comments, right? We're going to discuss some comments. And then after we discuss some comments, we're just going to do a quick pivot. And we're going to talk about Garfield versus the Geechee Man. I think they got a, like an upcoming debate. And um, we're just going to have a brief conversation about that, right? But before we do so, you know, this conversation is going to be tailored around history, right? We're going to talk about some history. And, um, you know, like we say on this platform, the comments is the engine and the fuel to the machine, right? We typically base our conversation off the comments. So when we get a lot of comments in a certain area, then, you know, of course, we have that conversation based on the comments. Our last conversation, right, we were talking about California Indians. And then we went through a, it was a list of writers and it was giving the POV. And they're talking about how the California Indians, when they got to Central and Southern California, how they looked at different than the rest of the Indians in the country, right? These are explorers, um, a.k.a. devils, right? They're moving around, but they're writing and recording, right? So the source that we used was called The Indians of California, The Changing Image by James J. Rawls, right? So, you know, while going over this information, we got some feedback, right? And, of course, we got a couple of guests and then, you know, they feel as though um, that somehow the term Indian is locked into a particular image, right? This is the best I could kind of decipher. A lot of our people don't understand or they don't see the reality that there is a such thing as a Negro Indian, right? A Negro Indian. And it's recorded, right? We didn't make it up. You know, we didn't sit down in the lab and come up with some suggestions and, <laughs> you know, we didn't get some manuscripts. We didn't get some books. We didn't make anything up. Um, but it's recorded that there was Negro Indians and they had African features. Right. So what I want to do is this, because, you know, if you're going to have a conversation about anything, you got to have a foundation. Right. You kind of have to see where you are. And then you kind of have to get a good, like a good range where somebody else is at. So I'm going to put up a photo, right? I'm going to put a photo up. And as you can see, this is the photo, you know, that one of the family, right? Because everybody in the comments, man, we like family. You know, this is uh, like we always say, you know, this is not my channel, right? This is not my podcast because I don't really make like original content, the content that I make. It's it's a pivot. It's a spinoff from the comments, right? So with that being said, this podcast is kind of like it's all of our channel. It's all of our podcasts. We just have conversations based off the comments. 
But this is the picture that was put up, right? I'm going to put it up in the screen. And um, it's kind of like in black and white, but you can kind of see that these are like lighter tone females. And you see the straight black hair. Um, the lips is thin. They got the pretty much average button nose. These are American Indians, right? These are American Indians. Now, the reason why I asked one of the commenters to send in a photo is because this. While we was reading a page out of the piece called Indians of California, the writer talked about how these Indians had African features, right? African features. If you look at this photo, you know, and, um, you know, I may not know the NASA program, right? <laughs> but I would know someone if they had African features if I seen them. And this is not it, right? So let's let's just do this, right? Let, let's go back. Let's go back to the book, right? Let's go back to the document and we're going to read. And then we're going to put the photo back up. And then we're going to see if we can get a foundation based on our conversations, right? Okay, okay, okay. So let's start at, um, let me go up a little bit. And let's start at page 196. We're at the last paragraph. And again, the source is the Indians of California. And we're going to put the source, the link in the description bar, like we always do. It said, perhaps the most conspicuous feature and the appearance of the California tribes was the color of their skin. Rather than the tawny red color usually associated with North American Indians, the California Indians were described as dark brown or black. Let's stop. I don't know how to simplify information more than what we already do on this podcast. If a writer is telling you that rather than the tawny red color that's usually associated with North American Indians, the California Indians was different. They wasn't like the rest of them. They was described as dark brown or black. If you speak Spanish, they won't use the term black. They would say Negro. You cannot get more simpler than that. Now, if I ask you for a photo, because we I'm okay with somebody challenging information. If you show so if you're showing me a photo because you have this stereotypical image of an Indian in your head, and I'm okay with that. But if a writer is talking about a group of Indians, a group of tribes, because they talk about the tri plural tribes. And they are described as dark brown or black. Beloved, at this point, you got to send me a link or a photo to an American Indian that's dark brown or Negro. That's all you got to do, bro. It's not hard. That's all you got to do, sis. It's not hard. I'm not. I didn't make up. I didn't write the book. It's already here. It's already here. We're going to drop down a couple of more sentences. And it says. One 49er, for example, in the midst of his account of the inferior intelligence of the animal-like nature of the California Indians, commented that the term 
red skin, quote unquote, was inappropriate for them. Who? The California Indians in Central and South California. Why? And it goes down to say because their true color, we're still talking about skin tone, is a chocolate brown. They were too black to be called red skins. Stop. You got to let that marinate in your spirit. It's not hard. It's not hard. You can't send me no photos no more of somebody that's light skin or light brown and try to no, bro. No, sis, that don't work. The term red skin. Listen, I just I just need you to open up your, not your natural ears because I hear a lot of you guys can hear me. You got to open up your spiritual ears now. Just relax, man. Relax, sis. If the term red skin is no good for you no more. And the writer is telling you the term red skin at this point is inappropriate. Why is the term red skin inappropriate? Because the people was too black to be called red skin now. They black people. They black. I can't make it no easier than that for y'all. You cannot make it more simpler than that. Now, I'm going to point something else to you, right? Because this is the very next sentence. Inevitably, their skin color inspired comparisons of the California tribes with Negroes. Do you know what a Negro look like? We got to start there. If your skin complexion is a comparison with a Negro, if you send me a photo and you send me a link, you got to send me a, a photo or a link with an American Indian whose skin tone was that of a Negro on the same line as a comparison. And this wasn't one tribe. These were tribes, plural. These were tribes, plural. I can't make it any easier than that. This is what bothers me, though, right? This is what bothers me. Because here's where I have the issue. If I was talking about Negro Indians and I read the very same book and I used the very same source, right? Just I didn't change anything up. And it said that these American Indians had features that was close to that of the Turks. Or features of that close to the Chinese. Or features close to that of the Germans. With the ivory skin tone. It wouldn't take no time. For these low vibration Negroes to jump up and say. See look VJ. See look. The book it says that look. The skin is ivory. They look like the Germans. The skin is ivory and it's pale. They look like the Chinaman. Their skin is ivory and pale. They look like the people out of northern Turkey. It wouldn't take them no time to say that. But if you go to the same book and it says that the skin tone was closely related to that of Negroes, it's a problem now. Because, see, what they're battling is what they were taught. All they doing at this point is battling against what they've been taught. They come to the podcast. They, they know what's real. They know I'm not pulling the wool over nobody else. They know. <laughs> they know what's real. 
I'm giving you a source. I'm not making it up. And yo, check this out. When we talk on this podcast, it's like, um, you know, we don't got no eerie music playing in the back. We ain't got no trancing music playing in the back. We just talk sometimes, a lot of times, when we have conversations now, I cut the music off. I'm like, nah, 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 we, don't need, we just talk real talk now. We don't need no music right now. Everything got to be clear. We're reading right out of a book. I'm going to do you another one better, though. Watch this. I'm going to do you another one better. We're going to go down to page 196. Same book. The link is in the description bar, right? We're going to go down to, I'm going to say, like, second paragraph, next page, right? We're going to go two sentences from the end, right? At the bottom of the paragraph, we're going to go two sentences up where it says, as Jordan has pointed out, they're talking about Winthrop Jordan, right? White observers generally belittle the importance of Indians' complexions and describe them as lighter than they were in fact. In California, however, complexion was a major concern. Why was the complexion of California Indians a major concern? The writer says, and the distinction between black men and red was blurred. See, they couldn't, the skin tone was the same. The distinction between the black man and the red man, it was blurred. You couldn't see no distinction between the two when you got there. It was the same. If a bunch of writers and explorers go to Central California and Southern California and they see all these people whose skin tone look just like Negroes and then they got African features on top of that. And then also I brought sources where the writer said that their hair was bushy and it was matted. And we went over what bushy and matted is. At this point, if you want to challenge the information, you got to show me today a version of an American Indian with bushy hair, with the big nose, with the big lips, the hair is all matted, and they got African features. Just show me that. That's easy. All you got to do is just show me that. And then we can just, we can wash our hands with this. We can go to the next conversation. Nobody can never show me this. On day one. Not day two, not day three, not day four. <laughs> On day one, Real Black Content is Forum podcast always said that we talked about the validity of the slave trade. Man, it's a real thing. So if you go back to the earlier videos when we have having conversations, what I'm actually doing is I'm going against the grain of what the Aboriginal community teaching. Because what they kind of teach is that they teach that all the Indians were all Negroes, and that's not so. No, no, that's not so. Like, they played a big switcheroo game, and everybody got like, no, no, that didn't happen like that. No. No, everybody didn't. No, we didn't. That didn't happen like that. So, if you listen to the videos, our conversations, we're talking about the validity of the slave trade. So, I may bring out the Ascento contract, the Ascento for Negroes, and I bring out that contract, and then we go over it, and I show how that was a connection to the new Spanish world in the West. And then we had these conversations, right? That's how I handle that. There's a guy named, uh, I call him Mijo, right? I think his name is like Kira Mijo. I don't watch any of his content. And then there's another guy named Dame Calloway, right? And I don't look at none of his content either. But I checked these guys out before. And they kind of got this thing where 
they're trying to make our people feel as though all the Indians in North America, Central America, South America, and the islands, all the original people was Negroes. And all of us got tripped up. And then we kind of got in the thing where the school system kind of bleached our minds a little bit, which is it's a little truth to that, right? It's a little truth to that. And then we let television bleach our minds a little bit, and that's a little truth to that, right? But they do it as if, or I should say to such a degree that they're making our people like culture vultures almost. Like they just running around stealing Indian culture. So when you get a Negro American start telling a red man, oh man, you guys are five-dollar Indians, you are in error. You don't know your own history now. This guy's not no five-dollar. He's been here. Everybody that's been, nobody got to this territory we call the United States last but the African. Everybody else was already here. The Negro Indian was already here, right? The Red Indian was already here. The Mexican was already here. Everybody was already here. The devil came and he brought the African with him and then he brought the East Indian with him. We don't know about that part because somehow we think everybody's an African. I don't know how we got on that kick because. You know, it, yo, I'm going to tell you, it was really, really bugged out. Yo, our people think that all of us really, really came from Africa. That, to me, is so bugged out. Like, like why would you think that? Yo, it, I got a guy. He comes on the comments. We have great conversation. I like to see the comments because this is what kind of, this is what propels the show, right? And you get brothers, they come on and we talk about comments and everything. And this gentleman, he he <laughs> he he got it in his mind that again, everybody that's a Negro in the West somehow came from Africa, somehow got off some African ship. So that brings me to this point, right? It brings me to this. Um I, I was looking at Sonetta's channel and Garfield, who's Jamaican, I believe, right? He he talked this African stuff, but he's Jamaican, which really had a large uh, Negro indigenous population on it. First, the Geechee man, right? I think the dude is named, um, I think he's like a Hebrew dude, the Geechee man. But I don't know. So I'm checking it out. I'm just kind of listening. And Garfield is talking about how everybody is African nature and everybody is African spirituality and all this and all that. And, and here's the thing that these Afrocentric people do. Because they don't have any information and they really can't prove anything, right? Because, see, if we really honest with ourselves, and I'm, I'm going back to the brother earlier, his comment, everybody talks about how well documented the slave trade is. Everybody. You get a lot of Negroes in America, American Negroes. They always say, well, you know, the slave trade is documented and it's documented. And this is true. It is documented. But when it's time for them to find their family that came off the ship, all of a sudden, they don't have the documentation. They don't know if they are the product of an American Negro Indian or a Negro African. They really don't know because they do not go down their family history like that. And they do not know what was the play in America. So I tell a joke, you know, we tell a joke on this podcast. When that devil told you that America is a mixing pot, he did not lie. The only thing about it, he wasn't in the pot. That devil was not in the pot with you. You was in the pot and he mixed you up. He mixed us up. So on this podcast, we talk about how the American Negro, the black American, is a new species. We ain't, we different. All of our bloodlines and genetics is mixed up. 
we are mixed up with the East Indian who was on the plantation that they did not tell you about, the African on the plantation, the Negro Indian. The Yamasee tribe have always been Negro Indians. They always been black. They ain't never went nowhere. They always been here. They didn't come from nowhere. The Garifuni and the islands, the Caribs, have always been black. They always been indigenous to the West. They never came from nowhere. They always been here. I don't see why it's so hard for our people to get that through their heads. Yo, I'm listening to this guy named Garfield, right? He's talking about, again, Afro this, Afro that, African this, African that. And many of you people that talk about these indigenous Negro Indians are ashamed of your, uh, ashamed of your people, right? This is, come on, this whole babble they got. So now let's go back to what I was saying earlier. You got two opposite ends of the spectrum. You got these Dan Callaways, these Aboriginals telling Negroes that everybody is Indian and they wasn't. But they telling them everybody was Indian. I think uh, the little homie say something like 98%. And you got like 98% is really of African-Americans, really Indians. This dude is bugged out. Okay, but that's his position. And then you got these Afrocentric guys like Garfield who studied behind a man named Dr. Henry Clark. When Dr. Henry Clark, peace be upon him because he's no longer here, charismatic guy, good teacher, but he taught black folks in the Americas that a hundred million people came over on the slave trade from Africa. One hundred million. Now, there's some website out. The name escapes me. It's uh, some. It's just, it's the one that Professor Gates, uh, Henry Gates, he always big up this website, and they talk about how it was twelve million came over the Atlantic slave trade over. 200 year period okay so dig this how did dr henry clark right who said a hundred million came over on the african slave trade and then in our generation we got a guy named gates who says like 12 million yo how can somebody be like 88 million people off on the math it doesn't make any sense man i know some people math can be shaky how did you be off 88 million though? 88 million off? You was telling our people in our in the community for years that you was doing teaching. I'm talking about Dr. Henry Clark. I'm talking about Garfield's teacher. For years he walked around teaching that it was a hundred million people in the slave trade. And then you get this new guy pop up. Nobody know where Gates came from. Nobody know where this guy came from. He just got some popularity all of a sudden. And then during his popularity, he talks about how he backs a website to talk about there was 12 million that came on. You guys, you can you can mark my word. I can guarantee you this. You give it 10 years from now, that number 12 million is going to drop. It's going to drop all the way to 2 million. There's no way that 12 million people came on wooden ships if you don't have nothing to do with your time. Go to Florida. Go anywhere where the Atlantic Ocean is at. Go to Virginia to the beach. Go to South Carolina. Go to New York on the beach somewhere. Go on that back end of Georgia. Go up and down the coast of Florida. And just take a real good look at the Atlantic Ocean. And ask yourself, do 12 million people forcibly now, not on their own, 12 million people came over? That doesn't make any sense to anybody. 
that doesn't 12 million people in the in the what in the 1600s on wooden ships that don't make no sense man forcibly so they had a slave trade going for 200 years they captured people and put them down at the bottom of the ship how did you feed these people how did you clothe them? i mean when you got to the americas i'm talking about virginia they act as though virginia never gets cold then they act like the slave ship came to new york like new york never gets cold and then you have naked and all this y'all seen roots you know y'all seen roots you know you know uh alex haley he swagger jacked the movie but you seen it anyway so i'm like yo you mean to tell me that because this was an all year round thing that these people got on the ship and they floated across the atlantic to the americas and it took them three four months like they ate like but they're chained up and they're using the bathroom on each other and they i'm like bro that don't make no sense 12 million no that don't make any sense i don't think our people really know how many people 12 million people is like i don't think they really can fathom that like i just don't think i don't think that it yo check this out i just said this way when you do the Asento contract because we talk about the Asento contract the Asento negroes right the Asento contract for negroes we talk about that contract on this podcast but there was a formula for that contract when you do the numbers though it wasn't no 12 million if that contract was all the way fulfilled when you add up every number it's not 12 million so i'm trying to think well what was the other contracts that came along with this one i can't find any could you find me some i can't find any maybe that's a different story for a different day but dig i'm listening to this garfield guy and he's talking to a gentleman and um the guy, I think, is a Hebrew. So Garfield is telling him that he's kind of like, if you got a little of intelligence, you can kind of shoot down his argument. He's telling the dude that, you know, the oldest bones is found in Africa, right? And I, I want you guys to walk with me on this. The oldest bones is found in Africa, and they're like hundreds of thousands of years old. So I'm like, bro, you mean to tell me that because what these Afrocentric guys are really, really saying, it, it, it's a little insulting. But what they're really saying is that these Africans, where they got the oldest bones found, and they've been here for hundreds of thousands of years, they didn't find America the whole time they've been on planet Earth. How they found America is a devil brought them over here. They did not know how to get back and forth from this place we call the, the Americas to Africa, back and forth on their own wheel. The reason why they over here is because devils brought them over here. They came in the holes of a ship. They really believe that. They just got to really think about that. These guys really believe that. They did not get to the West. I'm talking about the African Negro until the white man brought them over here on the West. And he was a slave when he got here. And no matter what part of America he got to, a devil brought him over here. That doesn't really make any sense. But you've been on the planet hundreds of thousands of years? Yo, dig this. I used to always say this. If you got some bones in Africa, and mankind started from Africa, because this guy Garfield, he kind of plays, I kind of, the way he put his words together, he's kind of plays like he's heavy Afrocentric guy. He's always talking about Hebrews. He and But he's kind of like, he say he's anti-Bible, but if you're standing from a position that the Americas was really empty at one point of a time, 
then you're pro-Bible. I'm going to explain something to the family. Bible believers believe that the Americas was one day empty. Like nobody was on the like the whole Americas was empty. Um, like uh, I don't care if you was a red man, I don't care if you was Negro Indian, I don't care if you was uh, Amazon or whatever. Doesn't matter. This whole place from Alaska all the way down to Chile was empty. Nobody was here. And then somehow mankind started in Africa and then the Bible put you in Turkey because they put you on the ship at Noah. And then Noah gets off the ship. He got three sons. And then these three sons, the one that populated the black folks, his name was Ham. So when these devils is calling you African, they really calling you Hamite because they're Bible believers. Right. They really calling you son of Ham. And somehow you. From that position, and I'm saying you, I mean the three sons of Noah, Ham, Shem, and Japheth, populated the whole planet. And then that means somebody had to find their way to the Americas because the Americas was empty. Now, this is kind of like where that comes from. This is in their psychic. So when you start talking about Negroes being in the Americas, they can't fathom that because in their mind, because they're Bible believers, that there was a point of time in history where Americas was empty. That means you had to travel over there. And they try to figure out when did you travel over there. But if you look at world history, like um, peace be upon them, Noble Drew Ali used to say, there never was a time where man never was. So that means there was always people everywhere all the time. That kind of goes against what these other, see, that's that game that dude be playing, the Garfield dude be playing that game. Then he plays a game that because the brother, he really, the guy he was talking to, the Geechee man guy, the Hebrew guy, he really didn't, he wasn't really tight in history. I can kind of pick that up on him. So Garfield was like, he was an embarrassing him almost because the guy didn't, kind of, he didn't know no better. He didn't, you know, he couldn't pick up on a position. So the guy was saying, you're like, yo, he believed that there was also uh, indigenous Negro in the incidents territory called the United States. So Garfield going back and forth on some, everybody came over here on the African slave trade and this and that and all the third, which is a little weird to me because the guy, Sarnetta, he's Dominican. So he's from the islands. And then Garfield is Jamaican. He's from the islands. And I'm like, yo, you had, you just so happen to be from the two territories that had like the, the largest Negro Indian population. Like, you from, yo, it was weird. Like, yo, you, you guys are from the territory. Check this out. You from Central America. South America and the islands, California, Florida. Um, I got to bring out a source. We're going to have a good conversation about it. I'm going to show you they had a whole Moorish community in, um, in Texas, right? We're going to have that conversation shortly. Then there was um, Negroes found in Canada. And then, of course, we talked about the Negroes found in Rhode Island. And then you got the Carolinas. So I'm like, yo. These are the places where these indigenous Negroes was found at. Like, how, how could you be from the islands and think everybody's from Africa when people from the islands don't even believe that? But what they do is when they find our island brothers, they say, no, 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 we ain't from no Africa, bro. We always been here. They twist that around. See, oh, see, they just don't want to claim their African brothers and sisters, man. See, they've been in the West so long and this and that and this and that and all that. And all I got to say is this to that position. 
Negroes in America is so blind. You can't have it both ways. It's just not going to work, beloved. You can't have it both ways. You can't on one end jump up and say that we are African because one thing that we have as Negro Americans that live in the territory we call the United States is this. We got the history on Liberia. We know what happened when we went to Liberia, black Americans. In fact, our brothers and sisters from the islands should have it because the American Colonization Society, they had charters in the islands, the West Indies. They had charters in Mississippi. They had charters in Maryland. They had a charter in Kentucky. They had a charter all over the place. When black Americans went to Liberia, the Africans that was there, the native African, it wasn't none of this, my brother and sister, welcome home. He called us the America when we got there. So I'm like, yo, you can't have it both ways, bro. How's you calling yourself an African-American in America, but when you got to Africa, the African called you the America. He didn't call you. He didn't call you his brother. He called you the America. And then what did he do? You got over to Liberia. You began to prosper. You had glory decades over there. You wasn't like Haiti. They always give Haiti its credit for being the first black republic, and that's cool. But Haiti never had no glory decades where they was balling. It never happened. But Liberia did. And when you got to Liberia and you was balling, what happened? It was a civil war. Your quote-unquote African brother, Samuel Doe, leading the pack, killed the black Americans that was in charge and then it was a cool ran. They took over the country. They took over the economy. And as soon as they took over that economy in Liberia, it failed. Now Liberia is back to nothing. So if you're so African in these Garfields and these Sidenetters and all these African Negroes running around here and you got this African blood and you're not go ask your African brother for Liberia back. Because he still got it. Go get your check this out. Liberia is paid for. We bought the land. I say we, black Americans, bought the land. It's ours. Got the deed to it. Your quote-unquote African brother is in your territory right now. You too silly enough to go to the United Nations and tell them, yo, these people need to get it. You ain't going to do that because you don't know no better. All right, but maybe that's a different story for a different day. But you got a whole host of Negroes all on the Internet talking about how much they love Africa. And this is the African brother and all this. OK, cool. This is my litmus test for that. If you African and you got all this African blood in you, go tell your African brother to give you Liberia back. And then let's see how that works out. Because he got what's yours. That belongs to you. You ain't going to ever get that back. Now, the richest man that live in Liberia is a black American descendant. Because when we had Liberia, we had the money, we had the wealth, we had the political power. In order for you to be a president in Liberia, they had to be able to trace your lineage back to the old country. You know what the old country is? America. Your family better be from Georgia somewhere, or New York somewhere, or Maryland somewhere, or Michigan somewhere, if you want to run some over here. Because we got to trace it back to the old country. But dig. That African got jealous. And Big Mama already taught us all skin folk and kin folk. So what did they do? They overthrew you, man. Took you out. Now, we still get money over there. 
and you can just look clear as day 200 years later now black america's been over there 200 years later you can look at the population you can look at the photos and pictures of the population of the people in Liberia and you can look and tell who's a black American. You can do the eyeball test. You can tell who's a black American and who's an African. You say, okay, this is the difference. But you've been over there 200 years. You can just look at the people and say, okay, this person is, this is a Negro American. This is my people right here. But this other kid, no, he's not. <laughs> he's trying to creep his way in. Because you went over to Africa and you start bawling. Black men went over there and started balling. All this, we're going to run back to Africa talk. Yeah, you can do that in ones and twos. But what's going to happen when 100,000 of us go over there? Or 300,000 or 400,000 or 500,000 go over there? And we're going to do what? We get money and we start doing what? Hitting the women. What you think going to happen over there? I'm just being straight now. You think they're going to play that? Oh, uh, this is my African brother talk? No, bro. No. And then, on another note, black Americans are so militant, they don't want us connecting with those black brothers and sisters in Africa. No way. Because we're militant. We ain't going to let these Chinese folks run everything over there. We go over there. We ain't finna let these Frenches. We ain't paying no debt to no French. Hey, yo, yo, the French, look, French folks is collecting money from 14 different countries over there. Man, I go over there tomorrow and I get put in charge. Yo, take me off the debt sheet. We're going we gonna, to... We're going to die by this. I ain't finna give you nothing. We, let's get the guns together. We ain't paying nothing. That's why we ain't over there. That's Maybe that's a different story of a different day, right? But I, I just want to show the family this because I felt as though the brother that was talking to Garfield should have known this. Um, Garfield was talking about the slave trade. And he was talking about there's no documentation. There's no Hebrews coming over here on no ship. Blase, 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 blase. And I was like, okay, okay. I said, man, my man don't know no history. He, he know that Bible, but he don't he don't really know no history. So I, I'm going to say this: if you look at the Jewish South, right, and um, chronically, America. Loc.gov. I'm going to put the link in the description bar, right, so you can get this source as well. There was a brother, right? There was a black man. He was deaf and he was dumb and he was black. And he was in New Haven, right? He was trying to get some money to go back to Africa, right? Dig that, dig that. But, see, he was a Hebrew. He was a Hebrew, right? Um, I'm just going to read this paragraph, and then we're going to have a conversation about it. You can read the whole thing in its entirety. It's cool. I'm going to put it in the description, bar, right? But I want to say this. I'm going to the second paragraph, right? The nigger was sent to one of the rabbis of Hartford who perfectly satisfied that he, this is the African Negro, is a Hebrew. He says he comes from a large town in Africa where there's a tribe of about 20,000 black Hebrews who speak Loshin Kodesh, which is the holy tongue, and are quite prosperous. Uh, let's stop. Let's have a conversation. You can read the rest on your own. Right, but the brother he trying to get back to Africa, he homesick. African guy, African man, Hebrew. He came over on that ship. He got off that ship. He like, yo, I'm ready to go back to Africa. I want to go back to my homeland because back where I'm from, we Hebrews, we prosperous, we get money, and the town that I'm from is twenty thousand black Hebrews that live there. 
20,000 black Hebrews that lived there. Okay, so now let's just say this. On Real Black Consciousness Forum Podcast, what do we say? We say that our people are a new species because their bloodlines or our bloodlines is so mixed up. An Aboriginal can't show you this post because he doesn't believe that the slave trade happened. He said, oh, the whole thing is a, is a farce. No, it's real. The numbers is a farce. That's not real. <laughs> 12 million, bro. Wooden ships. No, nah, man, nobody's that slow to believe that. But did people come over? Yeah. I talk about that. I talk about this on the podcast all the time. I'm like, yeah, man, people came over on that slave ship all the time. Right? Forcibly. Um, one day we're going to have a conversation about that because the messenger never taught us it was forcibly. Right? He 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 gave us another formula that makes it makes more sense. But he didn't say it was forcibly. Right? We didn't. We, we just talk about that on another time. Right? But dig, but dig this though. Black man. In the Americas, came off that ship. He was trying to earn money. This is the uh, late 1800s. He's trying to earn money to go back to Africa. So he's he's showing that there was more mobility than they led us to believe. Because he can, he like, yo, if I get the money, I can go back home. And he's kind of moving around a little freely in this country. And then he can speak fluent Hebrew and he can write Hebrew. And then he said, back in Africa. They're 20,000 deep, right? That's something to consider. Now, can he prove his genealogy and go all the way back to a guy in a book named Jacob or something like that? I don't know. I'm not saying all that, but I am saying this. When you got these Hebrew guys talking about that there were some Hebrews that was uh, got mixed in with the Africans that came over the slave trade, there's some truth to that, right? It's a little validity to that. When they try to make us all Hebrews, no. And then that's how, that's how I figured that people out. We try to do a absolute to everything. We try to be like this absolute aboriginals. And then we say we're absolute Africans. And then some say we're absolute Hebrews. And then some say we're absolute North Africans, a.k.a. Moors. And then some say that we're absolute Negro Indians that came from South America that moved up to North America. The thing about it is that they're all right. We're all mixed up and we're just a new species. And the new species that we call ourselves are black Americans. And we're going to end the conversation on that. Peace and black power to your family. Thank you guys so much for hanging out, man. Real Black Content is one podcast, man. Big VJ. I'm in the comments with you guys. I am looking for you. Peace. At that time, there was a lot of people that was using what we call pencil genocide. In other words, they were changing documents in the town halls and this and that, and uh, unless you had some question about it, you didn't even know it.